him for his work. Hey, man. You doing all right? Man, I tell you what, I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited about what God's doing. What a great future that God has planned out for you. You know, I know the enemy doesn't want you to see it, and I know that you have challenges and you have stuff that you're dealing with, and there's people in the room, you know, during worship, I just, I just praying for, for everybody in the room because, you know, open the eyes of the blind. God, let us see stuff we couldn't see before because if we can see what we couldn't see before, we can reach what we couldn't touch before, if we can reach what we couldn't touch before, we can accomplish what we couldn't get done before, and, and you know, take the prison doors and knock them off the hinges, God, and, and, and there's people that you, you know, God's already at work, man. You came in here and there's different areas of bondage in your life, and you're going to walk out and, and stepping in freedom, and, and you probably won't even notice it for a while, because that's kind of how God rules. But he, he is at work in your life. Do not take this Christianity thing for granted. Don't, don't, don't overlook how great your God is. Come on. Don't, don't overlook how awesome, how, how, how wonderful your God is. And the plan that he has for your life, don't let some defeated jack wagon devil convince you that because you've had a hiccup or two, you know, well, I, you know, and, and you got stuff going on in your life, and, and, and it's like, it's hard, it might even be harsh, but, but uh, and, and by the way, and by the way, pastor, I, I've been trying and I can't even hear God. In elementary school, there was a moment, if, if, if you think back, if, if, you, if you think back and really, you know, just, just stop and concentrate. Elementary school, there was a moment when the, when the teacher would come into the class and she said, okay, stop talking. Sit down. Pull out the pencil. We're going to take a test. And during those moments... Even the teacher wouldn't talk. You know, there are moments in your life when it gets kind of quiet. I'm not hearing God. Well, maybe you're in a test. And maybe what you should do, instead of freaking out, just finish the test. But what if I fail? Then the teacher's equipped to know how to educate you so that next time you'll pass. But until you finish the test, we ain't got nothing to talk about. Don't know what to give you until you finish the test. You know, sometimes the length of your storm is a testimony of the level of your stubbornness. I like that line. And if you don't believe me, ask a dude named Jonah. You know, who's obviously doing what he shouldn't be doing. He's not doing what he was told to do. But, but man, I, I got to tell you something. You, re, you, know, you, know, you, you start reading the book of Jonah, and there's some amazing stuff. If you'll just slow down and, and spend a little bit of time and give it thought and study. You know, the Bible does say in Mark 4.24 that it's the level of thought and study that you give to the truth you hear that determines the level of virtue, which is power, and knowledge that comes back to you. So the level of power that God's work, word has in your life is determined by the level of thought and study you give to it which explains why some people are so powerless. Because they don't give thought or study to nothing. This is not my message, and, but, but I'm having a good time. But, but uh, 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 Jonah, Jonah, you, you know, I love the first three words of the second chapter of the book of Jonah. It says, then 
Jonah prayed. I bet he did. You know, you've been swallowed up by a great fish. You know you've been running from God. That's a great time to start praying. A little late, but it works. And, and he literally said, he literally said, from the belly of hell, I was crying out to God. I had seaweed wrapped around my head. And looking around the room, some of y'all can relate. In the belly of hell, seaweed wrapped around your head. And, but it said, but he began to give thanks to God. And when that happened, immediately his situation turned. Immediately, the situation turned. And so really, it's like he got sick of his situation and decided to walk in a revelation. You know, a lot of us, we let the situation make our choices, but he got sick of that and started allowing the revelation to make his choices. And so the thing, think about it, he got sick of that, and so he started giving Praise to God, and the praise he gave to God caused the thing that contained him to get sick of him, literally, and vomited him out. And maybe that's where you are today, is in a place where it's about time you got sick of the situation and started, instead of stepping in the situation, started walking in your revelation. And when you walk in the revelation, the thing that has you held will get sick of you and spit you out exactly where you're supposed to be. Oh, I think you ought to give God a hand right there and just say, okay, man, I'm ready. See, because, uh, uh, because the Bible says, and let's just look at it, Ephesians 5, it, it says, uh, you, used to, you used to be in the dark. You used to be in the dark. You used to be in the dark. Man, you did life in the darkness. Okay, you did life in the dark without insight, without revelation, without discernment, without understanding, without knowing what was coming. See, a lot of y'all still living like you don't know what's coming. But if you'd spend time with God, let me tell you something about God. He declared the end at the beginning. He knows what's coming and he will prepare you for the thing that he has prepared for you. Now, you just need to spend some time with God. Don't you think it's really crazy that God prepared a fish for Jonah but Jonah wasn't prepared for the fish. It sucks when the fish has spent more time listening to God than you have. You used to live in the dark, but now, shout, but now. That was not a shout. That was like, ah. okay, listen, I know you don't want to make your friend nervous. It's too late. Okay, we're up in here. We've been singing. We've been doing crazy stuff. It's already been loud. Shout, but now. That's what I'm talking about. We're making CDs and stuff. Help me. Something's different now than it used to be. If you're not different now than you were before now, you need to have a but now moment. Maybe I'm just throwing stuff out. Just wanting to help you. Just wanting to help you. Maybe... It's hard to walk in the revelation instead of the situation because you ain't got no revelation to walk in. Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe you need to get born again again. I mean, it wouldn't hurt you, would it? J just say, hey, I'm starting over. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's new. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. I, I need something new, so I'm relaunch. 
I think you'd do a lot better. I think you'd have a lot more peace, a lot more joy, a lot more vision, a lot more hope, a lot more of everything that you wish you had more of. I think you have a lot more of it if you just relaunch instead of repeating everything from your past. But now, see, you used, you, you, you used to be in the dark, which is skatas, well, that's, the, that's the word there, it, which is ignorant regarding your role. Have you ever been someplace, and it's just kind of frustrating because you're in a situation in life, and, 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 and uh, I, I won't put anybody on the spot, but there are several times in life that people hear, uh, and, and I, I would probably imagine most of us can relate to this, but been, that the frustration is, is you're in a spot, and, and, the, and the thing that keeps racking your brain is, I don't know what to do. I need stuff to change, but I don't know what to do. See, that's darkness. See, we used to live there constantly, and we didn't even care. But now, but now, at least there's something in me that says, I ought to know what to do. I don't live that way now. I'm not ignorant of my role. I'm not ignorant of my role because now the Lord has filled me with light. The Lord has filled you with light. Hey, we're just reading the Bible. Hey, it used to be you were in the dark, but now the Lord has filled you with light. So live, live like people of the light. Look at your neighbor and say, turn on the light. It might help if you'd keep it on. Instead of wandering through the dark all week long and then flipping it on on the weekend, I mean, it's Monday. No, Tom, it's Sunday. Oh. And we live like we know what we're doing when we're around certain people or in the right environment. Look, keep the light on. And walk in the light and know what your role is, making the very most of time, understanding what the will of God is. Well, what, what is the will of God? Well, it's easy because it says it. Live as children who have light. So in other words, whatever you're dealing with, here's, here's, here's your role. Be light there. What does it look like to do God life right where you are? What's it look like? No, I, I want God to change my situation. Well, be light there first. Look at your neighbor and say, I think this is mainly for you. <laughs> look at verse 15. So, so then, since this is so important, this is very important. So then, be very careful. Why? Because if you're not, you'll miss it. You'll, you'll do it wrong. You'll, you'll get distracted by the situation and forget all about your revelation. See, you, 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 will, you will be, uh, uh, you're, you're comfortable. See, you're comfortable with that darkness, but you, if you're not careful, see, you'll keep turning the lights out. 
So, so be very, very careful how you live. Don't live like foolish people. Live like wise. And then Jesus, he defined that for us in Matthew 7, 24 and 26. And, and he said, hey, if you hear my sayings and do it, you're, you're wise. In verse 26, says, if you hear these sayings of mine and don't do them, then you're, then you're foolish. So, so let's just break it down really, really simply. The, uh, what you have to do is recognize that you used to walk in the dark. You used to not understand your role. Uh, but now a change has occurred, and now you've been filled with light. And, and the light and the understanding, the revelation, the insight is that I'm going to carry God into every situation I go into, and I'm going to live as people of light. And I'm going to be careful so I don't step outside of that and end up right back over there where I don't recognize my role. Because when I'm saying I don't know what to do, that is an indicator that I do not or I have forgotten. I either don't know or I have forgotten what my role is. Because if I knew what my role is, I wouldn't be saying, I don't know what to do. Because you do know what to do. You do light. You don't do dark. You do light. Okay? You do light. Okay? And and I know right now you're going, God, that's just a nice little thing, but I ain't helping. It will in a minute. Okay? You do light. Say that with me. You do light. Come on, you're preaching to the guy next to you. Say it. You do light. One more time. You do light. So you could say, do the light thing. (laughs) Do the light thing. I felt right there like the uh, comedian that you had here on the 14th. You you know, on February 14th, the interns had had a great fundraiser. It was an amazing time. And by the way, Curtis Nettles can sing. I mean, it's not like the first time we've ever heard him, but it was like, my God. I, he's my hero. He's a rock star. You should get your picture taken with Curtis today, if you can find Curtis. Get, get, uh, they, they had a, they had, they, do you know what they were doing in here? They, they had lights on the floor, you know, and they had this area marked off. And people were doing things right here in the church that I was told growing up, you go to hell for that. And I mean, they were doing it right here. They're out there dancing, and they had to groove on. I don't want to mention any names, but I, I saw the Steffens. Oh, did I say that out loud? That wasn't the weird part. The weird part was when Rod Staley grabbed that pole. I got, I got it. We'll have him demonstrate that maybe next weekend for you. Uh, what was I talking about? Do the light thing. Okay, do, do the light thing. Okay. I'll get lost. Okay. See, how many of you know life, see, see here, here's the thing, is that, uh, you know, when you walk, when, when you live, when you live, uh, it's important that you understand what that is because it is to make use. It, it's peripateo is the word that was used there in the Greek, peripateo, and it means to make use of the opportunities. See, God wants you to not miss opportunities to do the light thing, to do the light thing. And so, how many of you know life presents us constantly with opportunities? And and, and opportunities are are simply, uh, you know, the word opportunity, it just simply means to... uh, uh, to achieve a particular goal, to, to, to achieve, and, and you have a goal, and your goal is, is, is to, to do light. That's, that's the goal. 
is that no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're walking through, no matter what challenge comes against you, man, you just walk in the light. You live as children of light, and you do light. But see, a lot of us, uh, see, because light, I think the Bible puts it this way, light has no fellowship with darkness. And, and, and I know in the church, you know, we, 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 sometimes we get kind of spooky and, 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 you, and we, you know, we end up with rules and regulations and stuff. Quite frankly, there's a lot of stuff that we don't like, and so we say that that's what you shouldn't do. Man, you need a relationship with the Holy Spirit who, who can bring conviction into your life about what you are doing and about the decisions that you're making, about the actions that you're performing. And, and the reason that that's so important is because you need to hear from God. See, you, 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 you don't need the word of God. You need the word from God, because that's what's going to birth revelation, and when you got revelation, then you have power over situation. But you need a revelation because your words turn into thoughts, and the thoughts turn into emotions, and the emotions are making choices, and the choices are determining actions, and actions are developing habits, and habits are producing character, and character is tying you to an end result. And, and to get the result that God wants you to have, man, you, you got to start with the word God wants you to hear. So that you can walk in that, so that you can be a, a wise person. See, a wise person hears him talking and does what he says. A foolish person hears him talking or won't pay attention. Darkness, the rejection of, of, of information. Okay, darkness, you know, light is coming, and, and he's speaking his word, and, and this, is, this is the way. Walk ye in it when you turn to the left or the right, and you do it. That's walking in wisdom. So the very first step of wisdom would be hear God. Because it, it, if we're going to live as wise people and not as foolish people, well, it's going to be impossible to do these sayings if you haven't heard them. So, you know, you need to get in the Word, and you need to get in the presence of God, and you need to hear God, because God's going to tell you some things to do, and it's not, you know, and it's not always as crazy as you think it is. I've been around, some, you know, some amazing people in my life. Man, God has blessed me. Been around some amazing people. But I've noticed that even with amazing people, sometimes... Sometimes, you know, it seems like that's so far out of reach, man. That's so up there. You know, you, 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 you know what God, well, I know the end that God's declared over me at my beginning, but between where I am and the end is so far. Because I, I, that can be so frustrating. And, and you get around, you know, you get around people who are, who are shakers and movers and you're watching their life and you're like, good Lord. But it's really simple. You're going to have to take a step. See, to, to walk in wisdom, you hear God and, and, and you obey God. Okay, that's, 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 that's plain enough, ain't it? He, he, okay, God, what am I going to do? And he tells you, and you do it. But a lot of times what God says doesn't seem to agree with what I'm dealing with which is the catalyst for change. See, we want God to change the circumstance, but God needs to change us. And you're never going to change the environment by agreeing with it. 
So when something bad is happening, you actually ought not agree with it, give it foundation, you know, and, 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 and like constantly describe it. Because that's agreeing with the voice of that situation. But what, what would God tell me to do? Because there's no way, there's no way I'm going to say that this is a good thing. This is not a good thing. Okay, so what would God tell us to do to bring light? You ready? The next few minutes are going to blow your little tiny mind. Okay? That's for the guy sitting next to you. Okay. Psalms 150. If you go read through the Psalms, David, David, man, this, here's a guy that he had something, man, he, he had something. Here's, you know, you, you know his life, you know his mistakes, you know his choices, you know, man, this dude is, an, is a, not only does he have, is he got an issue with lust, man, he becomes an adulterer. Not only does, is he an adulterer, but he is a murderer. And, uh, and then the Bible says he's a guy after God's own heart. How'd he get there? One step at a time. Okay? <laughs> just, just take a step. Just, uh, I know where you are isn't where you ought to be, so let's just move. Let's make sure that you quit asking God to change stuff, and you start allowing God to change you. And if he can change you, that's just one step. I can take a step. I, I can take a step. Right? You, you, you might not be currently prepared for a marathon, but you could take a step. And if you can't, we can drag you that far, right? Look at your neighbor and say, drag on. Okay. Psalms 150. All through the Psalms, all through the Psalms, I can't tell you how many times this, this comes up. There's something here, and I'm going to show it to you, and, and I'm telling you, you know, what do I do? This is what you do. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Now, I'm just going to throw you a little hint that wise people do what they know he said. So in the middle of, in a minute, because see, there's just enough Pentecostal, spirit-filled, Holy Ghost, Bible-thumping stuff around here. In a minute, somebody's going to feel like praising God. And the deal is, is that the people who don't living like fools. I just want to tell you that in advance because we are filming you. <laughs> you might not enjoy church, but I just get a bang out of it. Okay. Okay. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the heavens of his power. Come on. Come on. So praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to the abundance of his greatness. Praise him with a trumpet. Praise him with a lute and a harp. Praise him with a praise him. Hey, with a dance. Praise him with stringed instruments. Praise him. Come on, look at five. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Praise him with a clashing cymbal. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Shout glory. Sit down. I got a problem with this. Help me out, babe. It says to praise him with a tambourine, which I'm certain is a misprint. 
I just want to point this out, that if you walk in here with one of these, we are choking you out for Jesus. <laughs> what do you have against tambourines? Nothing. I have a problem with tambourine players. <laughs> I really do, man. I'm not sure that they're saved. And, and what happens is, well, here, here's my issue. See, some dude shows up at church with a tambourine. He thinks he's in the band, but he don't have to go to rehearsal. I hate that attitude. And he thinks the people around him are there so he can have a solo event. You know, because these things, well, if you're going to play, I bring this out just for illustrative purposes. Because <laughs> if you're going to play one of these, it needs to sound like this one. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you can just get as goofy as you want, but it's got to sound like this one. Because that's how you praise God with a tambourine. You silence it. Okay. You got you to have a revelation. This is all in the Greek and the Hebrew both. And, and you, you need to understand what's going on. Okay, so, so you praise him. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to praise him. See, because now, now just, quick, just quickly, just, let's just check this out. Now, now, now live like people who have light and be very careful because uh, you'll end up staying in the dark and, and you'll forget or be ignorant to or reject your role. That's darkness. But if you walk like the wise, you're going to do what you know you should do. You can follow the instructions 13 times in six verses. Praise the Lord. Praise. 13 times in six verses. Praise. Praise. See, God has given you a voice in any given situation. I don't like the situation. It says praise him for his mighty acts. It doesn't say to praise him for that diabolical mess. It says praise him according to the abundance of his greatness. Praise him. You, how many of you guys like the ocean? Yeah, yeah. We go to the ocean. One of the draws is just the sound. People record it and play it in their bedroom. We love the sound. You can go down to the river and close your eyes and just listen to the river. Yeah, one of the draws is to go out and build a fire in the fire pit and listen to the, to the crackling of the fire. And let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Uh, see, here's the deal. is that If you, if, if you take elements out of an environment. You create a vacuum. And sound cannot be produced in a vacuum. Okay? The reason the ocean can make that sound is because the elements of the ocean begin to vibrate against each other, and, and, and those elements vibrating against each other create that sound because the breath, the air, the oxygen that's there that moves around the elements creates the vibration. And without that air, that ocean, what makes sound? The river is the same thing. The fire is the oxygen in the fire that allows the fire to be fire. And you know you can't have fire without it because it's the breath. And, and so, and in God, in, in his creation, dirt, dirt didn't have no breath. And there was no, no you know, in, in the dirt. So God got down and he formed man out of the dirt. He made human, humus, and man and put them together. So the dirt, man, and he breathed the breath of life into man. And man became a living, speaking being. And he had breath. 
and, and, and the breath has the ability to produce a sound, and the sound has the power to change the environment. Oh, stay with me. The sound has the ability to change the environment if it disagrees with it. See, because in order to produce change, we're on our way to change the world. Well, first we've got to let God change us. But if we're going to change the world, we can't be like the world. Because that, that wouldn't change the world. That would multiply the world. Or you could say that would magnify, make bigger the world. So if we're going to change the world, we're going to have to be different. So you're going to have to understand how to use the breath that God gave you. And in any given situation, I don't know what to do. Yeah, you do. Praise the Lord. Well, that sounds stupid. No, you're children of light. You're not children of the dark, you're children of light. And if you will produce light, it will change the environment. It'll, it'll override the situation. See, if you, I'm telling you that if you can get a revelation, if you can get a revelation, what's so cool today is I know that there's a couple of folks in here who are learning something that they didn't know, and they're going to go out of here knowing something they didn't know, and because they know something they didn't know before, they're going to have a freedom that they didn't have before, and they're going to accomplish some things that couldn't even touch before. Now, now, check it out. See, because if you use that voice and you produce light and the light begins to change the situation, see, you know what to do. You know what to do. You have been filled with light. You, God, the Lord, has filled you with light. So praise the Lord. I don't see the connection. Praise. Hallel. means to shine or to break forth a light. Your praise has an ordained authority. Jesus said, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you have perfected praise. And he was quoting from Psalms 8, where it says, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you have ordained strength. Your praise is a strength ordained from God that has the power to do some stuff you could never even think about doing. Paul and Silas in Acts 16, you know, and it's midnight, and they start praying and singing praises. Praise brings God into the environment. See, and they were in a situation that had held them. It was holding them. They were held in chains in a prison, in a prison, Jack. They had, they had been beaten. And, well, what do we do? Well, I mean, can you imagine that convo? What are we going to do? It's midnight. I can't sleep. Why? Have you ever wondered why they couldn't sleep? Man, they're bleeding. They've been beaten. It, it, it ain't, it ain't, it's not like a resort. It's not, they're not at the spa. They haven't been getting their pedicure done. They've been beaten. They're in chains. They're surrounded. The place reeks. It's an uncomfortable mess. And they're awake. It's midnight. What are we going to do? Well, let's just, man, let's bring God into the environment. And here's the thing, is that the thing that was in them, when they brought it into the thing that held them, the thing that was in them was so much greater than the thing that held them that the thing that was in them knocked the doors off the thing which held them. 
Oh, come on, somebody. You're going to clap. You need to clap. And immediately the enemy's running through the room right now telling you, don't you even try that. That's just the dumbest thing you've ever heard. The last thing you need to do is praise. You need to complain loud. Like that's been working for you. I mean, your family members go and do stuff and hope that you don't find out. Why? Because they don't want to listen to you whine. Should I say that over there instead of over here? Would you be more comfortable? Here's the thing. Here is the thing, is once you lived without praise, but now the Lord has filled you with praise. Say that he's picked me up out of the mire clay and set my feet upon a rock and put a new song in my heart, even praise unto my God. So don't live like people who don't got praise. Don't live like the foolish who know they ought to praise, but they ain't going to praise. But live like the wise who understand that the revelation of praise has the power to change my situation. If I walk in my revelation, I'm not held by my situation, and my situation will be changed by my revelation because, because God gave me a voice that has the authority, the power, the anointing to change things. I don't need to use my voice to describe things. I need to use my voice to change things. See, when God was in the creation process, you know, he, he, he walks in there and it's just total darkness. And he didn't say, whoa, it sure is dark in here. No, he said, let there be. Oh, come on. Let there be. Let there be. Let there be praise. Hallel to shine. Jesus walked in, oh my God, I have to quit because of time. Let me tell you something. God came into an environment and brought praise into it. And life began to flow. Some of y'all are dealing with stuff. You need to stop agreeing with it. There are moments in your life when you do not need someone to embrace you and comfort you and to agree with the situation. There are moments in life. You don't care. Uh, you don't care if I talk about you, do you? I'm talking to the Adams, because I'm going to talk about them anyways. But it's been a while. Shelby and I and the boys were headed to Tulsa. We had a trailer. We were towing a truck, taking Stephen to school. We we're on our way. We're out of state. We are out of state. The phone rings. And our, and our family has just been hit with a blow. And the loss of a child. And I mean, it's devastating. And, and, and your heart is crushed. And, 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 and a little guy that was there one moment, and now he's not, and, 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 you, and you're just hammered. And, and so we're on the phone talking with, with some, of, some, of our, some of our leaders, some of our friends, and, and okay, and they're going to, okay, and they're, you know, and we're getting the news, and, and, and everybody's on speakerphone, and I can hear 
you, you know, and, and I get it, but I, I can hear, I can hear the brokenness in the people, you know, as, as we talk about this, and, and there's, there's almost, I mean, dude, this is a horrible situation. There's, there's weeping and, and, and crying, and, and, and I had to say, stop that. You got to get over there, and, and you got to bring life. You can't go in there and agree with this situation. You got to step into that thing. You got to say, we have more life than death. It's not the absence of death, but it is more life than death. We have more joy than sorrow, more peace than, than, than chaos. We have more hope than despair. And you, you need to get your praise on right about now. Why? Because we got to change something. We got to get life flowing into this situation. I know, I know that what you're dealing with sometimes is hard. I know sometimes it's heavy. I know sometimes it's painful. But let me tell you something. Here's your prescription. Praise the Lord. Praise Him in the sanctuary. Praise Him in the heavens. Come on, somebody. Let there be light. Let there be light. Come on, fill this place with praise. It's, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. Good news embracing the poor. Comfort for all those who mourn. For the broken life of praise because it ain't just about you this is good news it's going to embrace the poor this is going to produce comfort for all those who mourn for the brokenhearted. sing louder sing louder I'm talking about punching the devil in the throat. He wants you to focus on your stupid little stuff, and some of it's huge. I'm not belittling your pain, but I'm going to tell you something. Don't you dare belittle his healing power. Come on, this is bigger than you. This is bigger than you. This is freedom. This is freedom. This is freedom. This is freedom. What you got to do is sing louder. Come on, good news.
my God. Look at somebody close and say, do the light thing. Amen. Now sit down for just a minute. Some of y'all need to step into the light. You need to take a step out of the darkness. Okay? You need to take a step out of the darkness. Because there's healing. And there's freedom. And there's hope. And there's provision. And God has it for you. But it's in a relationship, and I mean a real one with God. Some, some, of, us, some of us have been around the church for a long time, but we ain't, we're not really real with God. And until you're really real with God, God can't be really real with you. So we're going to pray a prayer together. I just want you to close your eyes, bow your head for just a minute. And if you're here today and you're living separated from God, I want to give you the opportunity to step into the light. I want you to say, hey, I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. I want to make this prayer my prayer. And because and, and, the first thing that needs to change in my circumstance, the circle I stand in, the first thing that needs to change is me. So I'm going to invite God into my life to change me from the inside out. And if that's you, while no one's looking around, I just want to agree with you in prayer. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm making that prayer my prayer. I just want you to hold your hand up real high so I can see it. Thank you. 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 Come on, somebody, celebrate. Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome, guys. I want everybody in this place, just pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. Let there be light. Thank you for saving me. 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 Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give him another praise.